Hello, and welcome to the 50th episode of the BA Brew. I'm Debbie. I'm Tom. I'm Mike. And I'm Jonathan. And today, we're talking about something that I think applies to a lot of people, which is trying things out or working on something that's outside your comfort zone. And for those of us on this BA Brew, Three of us recognise the being outside your comfort zone because when the fourth person on the BA Brew, Tom, suggested that we do this 50 episodes ago, I think there was a sharp intake of breath. And as a result of that, we thought, well, Tom has subjected us to being outside our comfort zone on the BA Brew, so we need him to actually come along and tell us what takes him out of his comfort zone. Before we go to Tom, let's start with you, Jonathan. What situations have you encountered that have taken you outside your comfort zone? So I'm going to share um, one that it's not to do with work, although it's kind of was. Um, I silly, silly me said yes to saying um, I'd take part in a Strictly Come Dancing competition um, to raise money for charity. So that sounded like a good idea. Um, something I, I don't mind dancing I've done a bit of dancing in the past but anyway I, I was fine with this um and we were we do done loads of training and 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 prep and we've done a, a rehearsal event and and I'm stood in this queue of people to go on to stage on in, in a theater and there's about two to two and a half thousand people in the theater and I felt fine until I stepped onto the stage and it it literally took my breath away I was very much outside of my comfort zone and um I, I didn't do very well in the dance competition and and for those who've seen me dance maybe you could say well that that's understandable um but I had practiced at this point and I knew my tango and I knew my waltz but on stage it it, it was the nerves I suppose um that got me but um the last occasion when I was outside my comfort zone was this Saturday just gone when I'm about to take part in a 5k race. I think I see it as a race. Um, and Mike was there and um, Mike had suggested, oh, let, let's do a warm up. And I, I started doing this warm up and realized that we were going a bit too far and I might not have enough energy to get around this 5k track. <laughs> so, but I was very much outside my comfort zone. But one of the things I'd say is you've got to recognize recognize when you're outside your comfort zone and if you can prepare mentally for how you'll deal with it and if you're like me Mike's a very much more experienced runner talk to someone about it that you trust and and you can confide in and and obviously Mike took the mick out of me um but um <laughs> and that, that goes without saying Jonathan so that's fine <laughs> so what about you then Mike talking about Mike any situations where you've been outside that comfort zone? Yeah, probably the most memorable one uh, is to do with beekeeping, because I got I got interested in beekeeping by um, traveling um, a long way down to Southampton on a regular basis with um, one of my colleagues from a previous work. And um, it was quite a long journey. And we talked about all our different hobbies. And he was a beekeeper, which got me interested in beekeeping. So I signed up to do a beekeeping theory test. Um, and that was all fine, happy with that, all of, all of those courses. But the, the outside my comfort zone came on the first occasion when I had to have a bee suit on and um, experience what it was like with, with sort of thousands of bees buzzing around me, trying to get a piece of me. Um, that, that, was, that was a little bit, a little bit scary. But, um, yeah, it's, it, I think it was, 
I built it up much more in my mind um, and forgotten about some of the protections I've got. So the suit, the gloves, etc. And I, 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 I hadn't really thought about those. Actually, after a while, um, the nerves sort of settled down when I realised they, they weren't really going to tr try to kill me. Um, and um, subsequently, I, I carried on as beekeeper and um, have been quite happy taking other people who are petrified of bees to be to be stung by by my bees. <laughs> and you keep bees now, don't you, Mike? So yes, you've been doing yeah. it for a while. Yes, I, I did take both my son and my daughter along to the bees and took them outside of their comfort zone. And unfortunately, they both got stung, so it, it, it didn't work out quite so well for them. And neither of them have attended since. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think that's one I'm just going to write off my list as well then, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. So, Tom, coming to you, when have you been outside your comfort zone? Well, Debbie, my heart rate, uh, which I've been checking, is actually sat at 109 right now. So uh, I'm very much happier behind the camera telling you off for messing up the intro than <laughs> yes, I am speaking. So yeah, it, it's difficult. It's new, and worried to hear myself waffling. <laughs> yeah, and do you know something? It's it's really funny because one of the things I always think of as being outside my comfort zone was the very first time I was asked to do a keynote presentation at the BA conference, and I tried various things. You know, well, everybody's must agree I've got to do it, and we need to check with so and so just hoping that somebody was going to say, no, we don't want her to do it. And of course they didn't. And it really was, it sounds a bit daft, but it really was outside my comfort zone. Because to me, if you're doing a keynote at a conference, the expectation's a lot harder, a lot higher rather. So I really know what you mean, Tom, because that, that sense that you could just waffle and you could completely mess it up is uh, is not pleasant. It's not pleasant, but we have to do it, don't we, guys? Hmm. Do you not think it, it makes you feel alive when when you you your heart rates up? You you're just about to be beyond your comfort zone, or you're in that beyond hmm. your comfort zone. You really feel alive. It's kind of the senses are heightened, I think, and you notice it. And and if you don't ever push yourself beyond your comfort zone, you don't know what your possibilities might be. So there's a big reward as long as you do it safely and you've done risk assessment and whatnot. Um, and you've thought about, I don't want to get stung by bees. And you know, do I? what's the reward there? Well, Mike can have a laugh at me because I've been stung by a bee. It's kind of, yeah, I'll give that one a miss. But if it's worth it, you get a reward, don't you? It can be quite exhilarating. Yeah, I, th I think that's I think that's a really interesting point, actually, Jonathan, because there is something about going outside your comfort zone and and doing it. Hmm. Don't you think? I mean, Tom, by we get time we get to the end of this BA brew, and you're not going to think I did it. Give me about three days. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, it's. Uh... There's there's so much there is preparation you can do for anything so you can prepare for things but having that little bit that little spark of well I can't prepare for that bit I, I don't know how I'm going to feel so that actually being in front of the bees the live bees that time I I prepared because I was knew what gear to wear and I knew to smoke the bees etc but until that you take that last little step and then see um, and then 
as you say, you learn from it. So I learned, I learned, learned more from my son and my daughter, actually, about when they got stung. And obviously, Jonathan, if I took you to see the bees, you might not get, uh, there might not be as much chance of you getting stung. Um, but there's no guarantees. But hey, that's, that's, a, that's a little bit of excitement there, potentially. But, but seriously, I think, I think there is, um, there's opportunity, isn't there, when you put yourself beyond your comfort zone. Um, over the last three years, I have done so many new things with Assist that I couldn't possibly have imagined doing before, um, which, which took me beyond my comfort zone. It wasn't things I was used to doing. And, and I, I just think it's been really, um, I couldn't imagine three years ago doing some of those things. And I couldn't imagine how I would have felt about that. I think I would have frozen on the spot, actually, if you just said, um, these are all the things we're going to do. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because <laughs> one of the things I remember over the last few years is obviously we went very much more into the sort of virtual environment for working. And we had um, a BA conference that went online in 2020. And I had to do a certain part of that conference. I had to sort of not just present, I had to run it as well. And as part of that, I had to use three different technologies across two different platforms. And I had to sort of make it all look seamless. And while I knew there was technical support there, I also knew it was me who was on screen making this all happen. And I did ask for a run through and we walked through it and I had all that prep and all that. But on the day, you are, I was generally thinking, as we all do, this could go horribly wrong. Anyway, it all went absolutely fine. And then, and I'm going to name him, Nigel Owen, the, the keynote speaker, fooled me with a very cruel joke, just as I thought I'd got to the end of it. And I thought my heart was going to stop. Um, but I learned a lot about myself in that process. Mm. Mm. And I learned a lot about him, which is never present with him, basically, because <laughs> he's a joker. But it, it is interesting how, you know, we all have our strategies for dealing with it, you know. Um, so, Tom, I'm going to ask you, because you've seen Mike, Jonathan, me, and some of the others in, in the BA Brew crew, you've seen us over the last couple of years getting to grips with this, yeah? Have you seen us, you know, working outside our comfort zone? And, and how do you think we've evolved? Definitely. It's it's night and day, to be honest. If, if you go back and watch uh, the first episode, Who Moved My Cheese, we're you're all just quieter where, where now uh especially jonathan you're all just you've almost forgotten that we're recording which i certainly haven't <laughs> so yeah i'm so proud of each and every one of you oh, uh, especially you. with the kickback i got when when i first kind of broached the podcast subject yeah I have to say, I think it's hilarious that it's Jonathan you particularly point out for being much noisier and chatty than he was at the start. We're all going to laugh about that a lot, Tom. Okay. <laughs> I still remember but the that... first time that the camera was put in front of me. We were in the office and I just froze. There was a camera crew there. Tom was there. And Chris was there in the office. And I was supposed to talk about something. It was I knew what I wanted to say. But the nerves took over and 
you know, heart rate, sweaty palms, kind of dry mouth, all those things kicked in. And and there was pressure, time pressure. And I, I'm not mm -hmm. sure I could cope with what you did live in that online conference, Debbie, because you you that wasn't a practice run because the video going wrong, they could just edit the thing. Well, you were live. And Nigel Owens pretending that he didn't have the BA of the year envelope. <laughs> just I mean it's comedy value, comedy gold. Um, and it's in the folklore of the BA conference forevermore. But yeah, absolutely not nice for you. That was a sharp intake of breath moment for me as well. I'm thinking, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Mike, let's ask you, what do you do then? You know, if you are going outside your comfort zone, and I'll be honest, I, you will never get me anywhere near um, a swarm of bees. Right, okay? Okay. I'll have to bring them that... to you then, won't I? <laughs> Say things like that, but so you know, what sort of strategies do you use? Because I think we all have our own strategies for dealing with situations, don't we? Yeah, and I think there's a number of things really. Um, being aware of the things you can prepare for. So there are some things you can think about beforehand, um, and and just making sure you prepare for those. Um, I I used to be terrible at catastrophizing and thinking about what's the worst that could go wrong, and I think realizing that actually the worst won't isn't likely to happen that really is the extreme and then sort of stepping back from that and just thinking right well if that happens how am I going to handle that um <clears throat> I think up until the moment that uh, the thing starts so I, I'm trying to think of another example but running a running club I'm um effectively I'm leading the running club that we have on a Monday and a Thursday night by producing the routes and keeping the, the social media page going etc um, but I hadn't thought of it as that because I was just keeping a, a Facebook page and putting some roots in. But it wasn't until Saturday when we were talking about it at Parkrun um, that that sort of light came on. And I thought I, I didn't I didn't sort of step up to do that. I just saw a gap and um, started planning routes and been doing that. Um, we've got this wonderful community running group, which is kept it's really kept running by the people turning up. So I just feel like I've got a little contribution to that. Um, but it's it's identifying how how I could contribute to that that kind of took some of the fear away. So I wouldn't have stepped into that role, but I've kind of I have stepped into that role because there was a, a gap there. Um, but it's I guess using using the transferable skills that I've got from other experiences. Uh, that's probably the way that I've addressed some of those those scary moments. And well, how can I how can I apply other stuff I've learned? It's interesting, actually, isn't it? Because, and, and I know I say this a lot, but I always think I've got this business analysis toolkit and it extends to all sorts of different areas. And quite often, mm -hmm. if I am concerned about something or there's a situation that's going to make me feel I'm outside my comfort zone, I can analyze things using that toolkit. And one of the things that I do is to think through scenarios and you can sometimes think, well, OK, you know, what is the worst scenario? And, you know, all of the things that could go wrong and then you can try and address some of them. But also beyond that, then I sometimes think, well, if that's the worst scenario, what's going what's the risk associated with that? You know, what could be the worst outcome? So you can use a sort of an analytical approach to dealing with it as well. And, and I sometimes mm -hmm. find that quite useful. I really do. And obviously, 
some of the skills within that toolkit are also the softer skills. And, you know, we, we know things around presentation and facilitation as well. So those sorts of skills help too. So I find that quite useful. Hmm. I'm just going to say um, practice, Debbie. So practice yeah. pilots, feedback, learning and reviews mm -hmm. I think are, are all things that we can apply as well. But then I'm going to throw in something that's maybe a bit odd and it, it doesn't always succeed for me just forget about it turn off that analytical mind stop catastrophizing and doing scenario analysis just own it and own the fact that you're nervous or you know you're outside your comfort zone and recognize it but you know just, just don't don't overthink it because we cannot all overthink things um yeah. and that might not be helpful for us sometimes we've just got to have a bit more confidence in ourselves that we can do this and if if the worst happens i say the wrong thing on a presentation or on this pod for example well i know tom will edit the thing out so it's it's all fine it's kind of just just get on with it uh, that's so basically something... tom you're our fallback yeah <laughs> uh, that's something that i've taken to doing when i'm doing open mics which i've started doing again after two years of not doing uh which i found myself getting so nervous and pre-planning every single pick and strum of the guitar where again you can practice but i i almost found it it was not helping the fact that okay just go rehearse the whole set it's an open mic is no one's actually listening so my answer to it became well if i don't know what i'm gonna play how am i gonna forget it just mm -hmm. play whatever i decide to do that's at that moment that's very philosophical, isn't it? You could apply that to, to life, wouldn't you? Say, well, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to play, so let's go for it. Mm. Yeah, but it's the same in a presentation mm. or or a pod. I don't know what I'm going to say, but nobody else knows what I'm going to say. So therefore, what I say is what I say. Mm. There we are. I'm beginning to sound like Jean-Paul Sartre now, a very weak one, obviously. Um, do you know something though? Many years ago, one of the most out of my comfort zone things I ever did was to study for my doctorate because I wasn't sure if I was up to it, and but I really wanted to give it a go. And on the first day, uh, the professor who was leading the programme said one thing, and I've never forgotten it. And every time I'm in a situation where I'm thinking, oh boy, you know, is this now me pushing it too far? And am I going to be able to do this? I remember this phrase, because she said, you are going to feel like that. And all I can say to you is, suck it up. And I've never forgotten that. And it sounds quite harsh. But do you know, it's one of the most helpful things anybody ever mm -hmm. said to me. Just suck it up and get on with it. Get on with it. So I do. Wow. Wow. I really mm -hmm. like that. That's a um and a piece of advice that my ten year old gives me quite often, and he's he's obviously not as esteemed as you, the professor <laughs> at the university, but um it, it's just logic. Just get on with it. Um, yeah. Get over it. Um, my, is one of the the phrases he'll say to me. I'm like, well, and I, I, it's quite amusing because then when he's moaning about something, I'll say, "Get over it." <laughs> he knows exactly <laughs> where that phrase has come from because he's used it. He's used it with me. Um, yeah. I was just going to say something about balance as well. So if you've got that, I don't know, the open mic event, Tom, or 
to be your you know your keynote if that's the only thing in your life you might put more pressure on yourself as you step outside your comfort zone to do that thing but if you've got balance in terms of family friends work hobbies then it kind of reduces the impact of just that one thing because it's just one of those things so if it does go wrong it doesn't go as well as you expect you've got balance because you've got other things that keep you grounded and keep you kind of balanced i suppose as a as a human um if that makes sense i'm not sure if i'm making my point very clear tom does that resonate at all no definitely um to use the open mic as an example uh you're yes you're performing yes you're you're doing oh yeah you're playing music and there's people listening but if you think about it are those people there to listen to you or are they there to get drunk and hear some music at the same time not listen to hear and Mm. um so you've got to figure out well i'm not performing for them at the end of the day I'm performing for myself. So the balance there comes in. So why am I worried about what they're thinking where they're not really even paying attention to what I'm doing? So why don't I just suck it up and enjoy myself? (laughs) Mm. Yeah. And I think that is a very good note to end on because actually sometimes as you said earlier on, Jonathan, there is something energising, if not exhilarating, mm-hmm. when you do this. And if you can tell yourself, let's just enjoy it, then actually you've learned something anyway, and I think you can get a bit more out of it. Mm-hmm. So that's a very nice, very nice note to end on. Thank you, Tom. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode of BA Brew. I've really enjoyed this discussion. It's made me think about a few things. I'm trying not to think about bees, Mike, but, you know, it's made me think about a few things. If anybody who has enjoyed this episode would like to suggest some ideas for a further discussion or even take part in a BA Brew, please contact us at babrew.assistkd.com. Thank you very much. Thank you.